This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay, so what is up, you guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. This is a podcast for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. Remember, it is not our fault that everything is annoying. Um, As always, (laughs) I am your host, Sydney. My lovely co-host, Kendall, and I are back. It's been like a two-week hiatus, but you know, we are ready to discuss the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on our nerves this week. Um, I'm happy to share that we're back with a guest. Joining us is Chelsea Nicole, author of Provision and Submission, Insight into a Black Cultural Conundrum. And I am super duper excited to have her for today's conversation. Chelsea, do you want to give a quick introduction? Hello, everybody. I'm so, so happy to be here tonight. Um, yeah, I'm Chelsea Nicole. Uh, I, I start to go about that a lot more often, my middle name, Chelsea Nicole. But yeah, um, I've been writing for years now. And this is my third book, My Baby. And I kind of thought it was pretty, you know, timely, uh, to say the least. But uh, writing is one of my passions and this is something that I was truly, truly passionate about. So just been trying to get this out in the open so people our age can read it because we're the main ones who need to read this. <laughs> so, hey, let's just get on and learn together and move on with our lives and, you know, okay. see what we need to do. <laughs> well, that is perfect. And shout out to you for having the middle name, Nicole. I'm also Sydney Nicole. <laughs> Black girl supremacy for all of the black women with the middle name Nicole born in the 90s. I love it. (laughs) I love it. But you guys, we are in for an interesting discussion today. As mentioned before, Chelsea's book is Provision and Submission, which takes a look at the infamous conceptualized belief around heterosexual monogamous couples that men are expected to provide while women are expected to submit So we plan on getting more into these outdated dating norms, the misunderstanding versus reality and what we consider to be healthy dating. So I know we'll have a lot to chat about. Uh, Moving into the very first segment, we have fed up or up. So Chelsea, (laughs) for our new guests, we like to let them know that this is an opportunity for our audience to get to know more about you because what better way to know about somebody than learn about what gets under their skin um so I'll start off I'm gonna be super duper quick with mine because (laughs) I'm just tired of it but I'm just like okay so y'all this past weekend I visited Nashville with my friends for a wine festival and I love a good festival you know it's summertime. Well, it's technically still spring, but it's almost summer. Time to be outside. Time to be cute. So I ordered me like a few outfits. Like, okay, I'm in Nashville. I want to be a Southern Belle. Of course. But <laughs> you know, even though I'm a Southern Belle, I'm still a city girl at heart. So I ordered this top 
and it had a little bit of cleavage just a little bit the girls like cleavage let's <sighs> do it let's give it um however it was a bit more cleavage than I thought because the model in the picture her <laughs> boobs were a little bit smaller than mine so I had to send my uh my guy friend to Walgreens to get boob tape which he did first man I've ever sent to the store that has come back with exactly what I've asked him um but anywho you know I'm feeling cute boobs taped down still a little bit out y'all apparently I was a bit no I'm not gonna say I was too cute but why did a grown man retweet my photo with the caption smaller yiddies like this look so fire wonderful presentation oh this man called my titties some yitties like with a y yitties i don't know him from adam a can of paint i've never met this man so i was very much like i don't know you like it would have been I don't even know if it would have been funny had one of my friends said it. It probably would have been, but I was just so thrown off guard. Like, at what point did anybody say, you know what? I don't know this girl, but I'm just going to say this. How about you? Like, you look cute. That would have sufficed. But I was just thrown off because I'm like. (laughs) Smaller yiddies. He said the small yiddies are yiddying and. Never heard that. That's new. I have Very said new. before. I say yiddies to my friends, but I didn't realize like that was a common thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me find out. Is Kendall's burner account? Yeah. No, there it is. There it is. Y'all don't found out. He solved it. I was just gonna go head on and go on Urban Dictionary or something. And, <laughs> Cause I wasn't gonna pretend like I knew or like I was hip and I'm not. So I'm just so <laughs> thrown off because like I don't know. Like to me, yes, it was funny. It wasn't super duper offensive or anything crazy but it was still just the fact like I don't know this man why would you feel comfortable enough to proclaim that about my breast <laughs> I'll oh, Kelsey, I'm dying that you laughed earlier with your book in hand she goes I'm sorry I'm, I have it but I'm just like she laughed with the cover <laughs> Wait, I can't I'm sorry my phone I'm, I'm gonna promo the hell out of this if I got to Hey, do what you have to do. My phone is dead. I would show y'all the picture, but like my phone, my day has been traumatic enough. I'm sure if you got it on Twitter, you could find it, but you're just going to be like, Mr. Man. I don't even know if I responded to him. I was just very so much thrown off. It was like, okay. I understand. I think I would be thrown off as well. <laughs> very confusing. Um, I was going to say, Kendall, do you want to share about what had you fed up or fucked up this week? What you thinking? Um, so, I mean, today I was walking to Starbucks to pick up Starbucks, as I mm-hmm. should, walking to Starbucks. And I don't, like, I stopped, one, I lost my AirPods case, so I haven't been able to wear them. Um, two, my other option is like over the head headphones and they don't always look cute. So I was like, let me be one with society today. It's probably safer for me anyway. And I'm walking down the street, like out of my like apartment street, whatever, that doesn't matter. Um, and I hear this man go, I just crossed the street. I hear him go, you got a boyfriend. And I turn around fully expecting to see like some homeless man, (laughs) Um, which is wrong of me, but I fully like turn around expecting to see that it's a FedEx delivery man hanging out the truck. 
<laughs> oh, so boo. body hanging out the delivery. So door. he was at work. At work. And I turn around again, like, what the fuck? Because I just like <laughs> look and I was like, what? On the job. And he was like, you got a boyfriend? Like again, like yelling it again. <laughs> and I just turn around and I was like, not today. And then I hear, let me take you out tonight. And I was like, what? What, what, what am I going to do? Sit in the truck until you're done with your shift? Like, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, that hasn't happened to me in a while. Good to know I still got it, but that was a little crazy. Um, but then I posted, on job. right? But then right before this episode <laughs> even started, I, yeah, don't let your job keep you from your game. Uh, <laughs> but right before this episode started, yesterday I posted on my Instagram story in this skims dress that I think is really cute but Mm -hmm. I did get a lot of messages after being like where is it from what do you think of it like blah 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 like just questions that normal people ask when they see something you like on and this guy replied to my story who I've been talking to like spoken to in months literally goes ain't nobody asked you about that because I replied with a picture of the dress and I was like got a lot of questions about this here's the link like because I'm not gonna answer sizing for anybody else like just go on the link order it figure I it hate out man I hate man right and he goes ain't nobody asked you about this and I was like actually they did but <laughs> right <laughs> I was like but whatever you say and it literally right after I posted that right after he dm'd me somebody else commented on there and was like I literally just purchased the dress because of you so you're doing you guys work you know. I was like <laughs> right. why do men speak like why do men speak <laughs> <laughs> agreed um chelsea what has had you a fed up or fucked up? Oof, sheesh what a long list all right i'm gonna keep it <laughs> and I'm it's only monday it. <laughs> right i'm gonna keep it short and sweet um obviously i have a nine to five um i'm a copywriter okay. and today uh kind of was a blessing in disguise so i really shouldn't be fed up about it but i was really fed up with my system being down all all, all, all day. And I'm working from home. Sound like a blessing to me, sister. Right. I'd be like, if the system's out, I'm back in bed. I'm working from home and it got like to like basically the very end of the day. And my manager was like, well, you know, what do you want to do? Like, are you going to sign off today? And I'm like, yeah, thinking, I'm thinking I might as well just go ahead and sign off. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I was kind of fed up because I woke up really early today. Obviously, it's a work day and I'm ready to just get my work done. And now since I could not work today, all of that is going to be on me for tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. So now you see my dilemma. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. We had a thing while a while back in our office where like our entire system reset itself and people were going into the office. They couldn't get access to email like it was nuts. And so many uh, people were still trying to work from their personal email. Meanwhile, me personally, I'm like, I would have thrown this shit out the window. <laughs> out with you. <laughs> I just would have been like my yeah. computer combusted in the flames. I can't do anything. I've been like patiently waiting for that day, but the way our IT department is so like hyper, like aware of everything that would never, mm-hmm. ever happen. They're literally so like on the ball. They're on it. There was a new like update of like Mac systems Mm -hmm. and they one by one went through the roster of every employee in the building to make sure we were all on it by a certain date. So I was like, they're a little too. I don't like that. I don't like that. (laughs) But Chelsea. Do you work in agency? 
Um, I do. I work as a copywriter and I've been there for a little over a year now. So I literally just write for a living. (laughs) Nice. Management and advertising. I'm sorry. What was that? I'm an account management for an ad agency. So I was like, oh, really? We put our copywriters through it though. Oh my goodness. The, the, the copy, the, uh, we call them our marketing managers, our virtual marketing managers. Um, we have our favorites and then we have our ones where we're like, okay, (laughs) let's just, let's just pray about this, um, going into this and hopefully we get the best answer we can. And yeah, but not to side hustle it out but Mm -hmm. if you ever want to work at a chicago agency we literally have no black women copywriters or male oh wow wow that's so crazy that you say that because i am the only black woman copywriter that they have we have one and then she left so we're back to zero (laughs) and her partner also worked there too as an art director and he left too so we maybe have like four black art directors. So Dang. I've taken it upon myself personally to be like, okay, y'all come here. You got a hiring bonus? Well, I you get a hiring um, bonus. Yeah. If you stay there for three months, I get 5k. So Ooh. okay. So this is a win-win for the both of us. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> that <laughs> is perfect. Let's that is perfect. It. I'm screaming. <laughs> See, this is what we need more black women networking, but no, that's the perfect mm-hmm thing um the BFTB is about to stand for black I'm screaming (laughs) that's all (laughs) I'm gonna get a cease and desist email from FCB like can you please edit out that one part (laughs) to the main topic and the main segment which is the make it make sense segment again we're happy to have Chelsea here joining us for a very interesting conversation regarding provisions and submissions uh well submission I feel like I'm very familiar with the blanket statement that men are expected to provide and women Mm -hmm. should submit. You should be submissive to your husband. Um, And if anything, it is very prevalent in the black community. Um, And it even trickles further into the conversation of, I feel like black women being seen as more masculine considering we're disproportionately single and all of these gender norms and gender roles that we play into. But again, there is so much animosity around this notion as a whole, even with, I guess, some of like the positive spin that you can um, put to it um, about who should be submissive. Is it singular to women or only one partner? What exactly are we looking Mm -hmm. to men to provide? Um, Taking it even a step further, does this notion address non-traditional couples, gay, lesbian, or poly couples? Mm -hmm. So we'll get more into that. Um, Starting off, Mm -hmm. Chelsea, I have a question for you. What inspired you to write this book? Was it based on your own observations or any relationship experience? Um, A little bit of both. Uh, I, I definitely based off of my observations, because, you know, we all have our role models and then we have people we look at and we're like, oh, okay, they're probably not doing it the best way, not to judge necessarily, but just to make sure, you know, you do it the way you'd rather do it. Mm -hmm. So um, I've always been super interested in the relation or the topic of relationships, period. Mm -hmm. So, and then, like I said, this is such a timely topic because it's just 
it's like everywhere you look on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever, somebody is talking about paying bills and then somebody is talking about, like, I don't know if you guys see this, but I keep seeing this one recurring meme that's like, if I pay all the bills, you got to shut the fuck up. And it's like, <sighs> what is this? Is this our idea? Is it slavery? Like, I, I don't understand. So I just got tired of seeing stuff like that. And I really wanted to, you know, kind of figure out, okay, where do our ideologies come from? Like, where do we get these ideas from? And how do we, you know, carry on with how we want to do our relationships? So I just did a lot of research and went from there. And it just turned out to be a book. <laughs> nice. So Again, we're going to get further into it, but mm-hmm. what have been some of the initial reactions that you've gotten uh, from about the book? Every time I tell someone about the book, they just automatically love the idea. And it, it, it jumpstarts the conversation and the conversation is always so loaded. And that's because we use- Would you, now, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> would you say it's more loaded with men or with women? That's something I'm curious about. Kind of both. Honestly, you would think, you would think the men would be, you know, kind of laid back and hush hush about it. But when I brought it up to men, like when I asked, it was hard for me to kind of think of the men that I wanted to be included, like in the book and to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. But men and women as soon as I brought up the topic you know I want to talk about provision and submission immediately they're like oh that's a problem in our community that's that's a hot button in our community that's something that um can lead to a a long drawn out argument people arguing on Facebook you see comment after comment after comment people was arguing on Facebook about whether the dress was blue or gold so they go take anything and run with it provision submission who Mm-hmm. Now, Chelsea, yeah. I will say for viewers who don't know and are listening in, can you give a brief description of the two? Oh, sure. So I will give the healthy version of the two. <laughs> so um, provision is when you are men or women, because let's just let's just start off. Neither one of these are exclusively for just men or just women. Um, first of all, I want to say provision and submission is absolutely fluid. That means you and your partner, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, you both can be providers for one another and you both can submit to one another. But when you provide for somebody, that just means you have, you know, you're a forward thinker. So it's not always like, I'm going to buy you this and I'm going to give you this tangible thing. It's more so just, I'm going to provide for you what you need in your love language. If I know how you want to be loved, if I know your love language is touch or words of affirmation, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's gifts. I'm going to respect you enough to provide those things for you. And I'm going to make you feel comfortable to submit to me. So submission, submission is saying, okay, you've proven yourself to be a competent leader. So if I can trust your leadership skills, or if I can trust that you're not going to be out here looking like a clown or doing something that's only beneficial for you or something that can like drag us both to the ground, you know, I can submit to you and I can lean into your ideas or your direction no it's not I'm gonna shut up because you pay all the bills let's not <laughs> let's okay. feel that that's not what submission is and that's not what provision is but um I think provision and submission is 100% about respect and about fluidity um you know and just loving each other period like how you love one another so I feel like what you're saying is very open-minded and a lot mm-hmm. of people don't think about it mm-hmm. in those terms. 
How do you feel like you've worked with people to break away from that idea? Because again, submission mm-hmm. tends to fall on women in terms of this, what my woman needs to do. If she does not do it, we cannot be together. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I understand a man setting his boundaries, but in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, there's no flexibility. And it's like, if she goes against me, she's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so kind of oh sorry I know in my view no, before I, I always thought it was like very misogynistic and mm-hmm. that men were like able to do whatever they wanted in relationships but then women had to like nimble down their options even down to their mm-hmm. friendships what they wear what they post and like I think I've always seen it on like Kevin Samuel's end mm-hmm. and not in the sense of like there can be equality within that submission exactly and that is like what you were talking about how you see people you know, they want to kind of control the relationship. That sounds controlling to me. Mm -hmm. So the section in my book, um, the reality versus misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. that kind of dictatorship, that is what people think. That is what some people think submission has to be. In order for me to submit to this person, everything Mm -hmm. they say goes. My opinions don't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter how I feel. Um, they are over me. They're my superior. So that is an unhealthy mm-hmm. um, I- idea of submission. So I think what I, what I try to preach in this book is um, communication is key. Like I think everybody has their relationships and they, they're looking at it, what everybody else is doing and they're hearing the provision and submission. And that's a very, like you said, blanket statement. And also it's a kind of a dated a dated way of thinking kind of like a you know every every we're doing things modern now so you can't just be like okay this is how this couple does their relationship and that works perfectly for them from what we can see so Mm -hmm. let's completely emulate them Mm -hmm. and then there's this disconnect because it's like no that's not what I want and that's not what I agreed to there's Mm -hmm. no communication there's no real grounding as far as what you and I want in our relationship is more Mm -hmm. so based off of what these people are doing and Mm -hmm. I want it I want it to work the same way for us so what I try to tell people is learn your partner and communicate with them because nobody's gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed in your relationship if if you're not listening you're so busy trying to do what everybody else is doing that is very true. And I feel like that segues perfectly into another point that Chelsea wanted to bring up um, and talking about how people subscribe to celebrity status, relationship oh norms, and how our generation is obsessed with material things that some of us cannot afford and reaching these certain levels of celebrity status and attaining these things that we know for sure we can't have. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know nobody with no damn Bugatti. And that's fine. That's completely fine. That is completely fine. Now, interestingly enough, though, Chelsea, I can say I agree and disagree with this statement, though. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want. Oh, go ahead. Agree and disagree with what statement? So, see a lot of people subscribing to celebrity status and wanting to have like the really expensive things and really exuberant gifts, like mm-hmm. receiving Chanel purses, receiving Dior purses, um, receiving trips to Bora Bora and so forth. Things that are super duper luxurious and super duper expensive. 
Mm-hmm. While I feel like there are some people that feel that love must be shown through expensive materials and gifts, a majority of us know that's not sustainable. Like, okay. granted, my love language is gift giving. Mm-hmm. I love receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. But those gifts don't have to be like astronomically expensive. To me, it's more about the thought that you put into it. Like, say, for instance, I mentioned something in passing that I like, like very much like, oh, okay, we just out. And I'm like, oh, that is so cute. Like, I've always wanted something like that for my apartment or for my car or something. Time goes on. I bring it up no more. And then this person surprises me with that. Like, literally, my best friend in college got me a heater. And I was like, I love you, girl. I'm always (laughs) complaining about this cold ass, cheap ass college apartment. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. things of that nature, I feel Mm -hmm. like I see people do. But again, by internet standards, I don't know a lot of people that subscribe to that personally. Yeah. And and I think that really, again, has to do with the dynamic of the relationship you have with that person. So when you said, when you were bringing up stuff like, you know, I'm cold and they're picking up your hints and everything, that was just you just speaking your mind, just being their friend. And as your friend, they decided to bless you with this heater. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you coming at them like, you know, such and such got their man a heater and such and such got their friend a heater. And I see that you, you didn't do this for me and you didn't, you know, you weren't coming at them in such a demanding or, mm-hmm. you know, a negative way. So I think our delivery, it matters a lot too, you know? Because if your love language is gifts, there's, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Whatever mm-hmm. love language you have, I want people to know, if you want to be showered in gifts, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think what matters is how you communicate what you want to mm-hmm. your partner. And I think we internalize our needs and we internalize what we want and what we want to do. And mm-hmm. if we see the person cannot read our mind, or mm-hmm. if we see the person cannot see that this person's, their relationship is thriving and they're doing this and we over here and we're not doing this and we're not thriving. And then we go and explode at that person. And it's like, I expect you to do this and I expect you to do that. Well, Mm -hmm. of course they're not going to respond very well when you say, you know, so it matters like how you communicate what your Uh love languages are to your Mm -hmm. partner and then let them tell you how they want to be loved and what they think is you know, acceptable for the relationship and what your guys' expectations are in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But do you still, assuming. do you still feel like though people subscribe to being obsessed with material items and wanting a lot of material items from their partner? Because again, this isn't mm-hmm. something I've noticed personally mm-hmm. or from my friends. What do you say, Kendall? I, I agree that people definitely do, mm-hmm. especially in TikTok. I feel like the big thing of like showboating how healthy your relationship is on TikTok is by showing what they get you or where they take you or the things they do for you. And like, for me, I know within my love language, my first one is words of affirmation and my second is quality time. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact, my love story, ooh, I don't even like that. <laughs> um, but if I were to like showcase my love story on social media, it would look like I probably have a broke ass relationship. Cause all I would really want are like <laughs> cards and nice letters and just like things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a big, like, I love a handwritten letter. I love a card to know you're thinking of me. Like, mm-hmm. I like a good text message. I like flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, I would look like I've been in a broke-ass relationship or not being cared for the way I need to be. But that's, Interesting. Like, I, maybe I just don't, maybe I don't pay attention to it. Like, I see it, but then I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, you know what, Kendall, you're more sentimental like me, too. Like, 
Um, I, I, like I said, everybody loves gifts. We'd be lying if you said we didn't like gifts. But I'm my your your love languages and the order that they're in are the exact same as mine. I love words of affirmation, which means you know speaking to me on the regular. Don't go days or you know even hours without speaking to me. I want to know that you care about me. But mm-hmm. you know the reason why people are so dead set on material things, especially in our generation, this era, is because of social media. We live in the era of show and tell. Everybody wants to show you what this person did for them, how much they want. And they want you to know everything. They want you to know how much it costs. That's true. They want you to know that this is a designer bag. They want you to know that this is the fourth or fifth time they've done this, you know? So then you get into the the point where- Maybe my friends just broke though. Cause we really don't play into it. Like me and my friends gotta be broke. Cause we just be like, oh, you would love that is so good for you. Like- I don't think I don't think I've ever asked my friend anything about oh what their boyfriend has bought them or has he mm-hmm. done this has he done that like I feel like as long as they're in a respectable partnership like mm-hmm. them and their partner they don't put their hands on each other mm-hmm. they care for each other they love each other it seems healthy I do not pry I do not care but that's mm-hmm. that's very interesting I can see social media playing into that dynamic because just in general social media has made us more materialistic we do place higher value on luxury items we are doing what we can to get our hands on it even though the cost of living is astronomical gas about to be six dollars I don't give a fuck about the Dior bag Um, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get to work without having to be on my bike um but But like look at Jordan Woods and Carl Anthony Towns relationship and how many people put that in a box of like their relationship goals but who who do you know that's an NBA player? Think about that. Exactly. Do any of but us like, know look it? At Twitter? But look at Twitter and that emphasis on social media too, or how many people like repost their like maybe everybody just delusional. This, this is delusion. That's why it's so damaging for the average person like us. You know, we work, mm-hmm. we're not broke, you know, we're not broke by a long shot. We work, Mm -hmm. we make our money, we pay our bills and we're working towards, you know, our greater selves and we will reach that, you know, Mm -hmm. but these are, we're comparing apples to oranges. And I said, very true. These people are celebrities. Like what they do is not, it's never going to be in our tax bracket. First of all, most of them are not paying for this stuff. When you think about it, they're not paying for any of that stuff right what do you mean they're not you're talking about the celebrities not paying for what like brand like, deals so yeah designer like, items and oh, clothing yeah. and stuff like that you're they're right. not paying for that yeah he got right. her a chanel bag or something else but i am sure or it's somebody- like heavily discounted like mm-hmm. they posted some example using jordan woods again but she was mm-hmm. at a tim a timberwolves game mm-hmm. and they were hugging after the game and people are like oh this is goals like her outfit like all this stuff she didn't have to pay for that courtside ticket that's given but it's also like we're looking at also a different tax bracket in a sense where it's like him buying her a Porsche for Christmas, a custom Porsche. He's making like five million dollars, maybe more, actually probably significantly more in his <laughs> contract. That's so different than like anything that necessarily we would not actually taking anybody's financial status into account. here. But I'm saying we're not cashing in one hundred million dollar checks every year. I am not. I wish I was. Unfortunately, but we will get there. But for right now, yes. for right now, we're thankful for the heater our friend gave us. Yes, I yeah. am. That's it. I am. I am not. I'm not materialistic. But now I see. 
I run into this situation now when I see relationships like that on TikTok where people are like constantly getting nice gifts from their significant other, like buying each other MacBooks and like all this stuff. I'm like, would I ever feel comfortable with that? Like if I were to ever receive that from a partner, would I ever feel comfortable about that? I mean, That's a good point. I, ask, ask yourself. I, it depends on how close <laughs> you are with your partner. Like, mm-hmm. if you guys, if that's, I think, as long as you guys are in it, like, for real. I'm not talking about just a fling and it's somebody that you still like, well, I don't know. Like, this, this could be, if you're still dating them just for fun and you're mm-hmm. not thinking about the long run, then no. Don't, you don't have to break the bank for people, especially if, you know, if you're not making that kind of money, I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. But mm-hmm. if you're dating someone and y'all in a monogamous relationship and y'all spoke before about, listen, like, I really want to take this far with you. I want to, if you guys are talking marriage, things like that, then if they want to give you an expensive gift or if they want to cash out and, you know, take you on an expensive trip or something like that, I would gracefully accept it. Yeah. As long as you know, like, that's that's a part of being a good provider, right? So. If, if I know my man is only making this small amount of money an hour and he's instead of like planning for a home or putting money aside for our savings or, you know, doing something smart with the money that's going to help us in the future, he's buying me bags. I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, let's, that's a good let's, point. let's focus, let's figure out what our priorities are, right? Yeah. Because that's not a good provider. He only got you know, a thousand dollars in the bank. And, and you know what? Been- it's so interesting that you brought that up because I dated somebody like that a long time ago who was like super duper duper materialistic in terms mm-hmm. of like, I'm buying this Gucci belt. I'm buying these Louis Vuitton shoes. And me, even though I like gifts, I never fit into that narrative of being like, I have to break my bank to make sure I look a certain mm-hmm. way so right. that mm-hmm. people automatically think that I have this amount of money. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great point too. When you think about necessarily, are you a provider in terms of taking care of me long-term, not just, Oh, she look good. She look Make bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like that sort of me, thing. If I would want my significant other to break the bank on a purchase for me, I want it to be like paying off a bill. Like my student loans, like Putting money towards because then the long hey my car note plus that's something like that but it's also (laughs) like I could be more and bring more to the table in a relationship if I had a less of a stressor so if it's Mm -hmm. like you're like oh it's our anniversary and I just paid off x amount of like your loan money or something like that I'd be okay because then that's longevity towards our future and a commitment Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking like I had a guy friend over this weekend who had just gotten out of relationship and he was talking about his financial contributions to his relationship that just ended. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I paid for every single date we went on. Like I paid for like her hair, like all this stuff. And I was like, good for you in that sense. But it's also like, did that person want to be loved that way? And yes. it's also like, I thought about that after mm-hmm. though, it's like if my relationship had ended and this person had just paid for pretty much everything that we did together, what I feel comfortable or what I feel like secure in myself afterwards when I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Or like if I'm looking at eight bottles of hair products he bought me and we're no longer in a relationship, I don't want to use that shit. Like I don't, <laughs> I, no, I'm not being petty. I would give it back. Cause I'd be like, listen, if we're not anything anymore, like I don't want anything that you've given me, even if it's something I love. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to feel like I ever owe anybody. 
Oh, yeah. Yes. Me too. I feel like you don't mm-hmm. want to owe anybody. And then too, I randomly thought about this as you were saying that, Kendall, because I know I've heard story of stories about some men who kind of do the thing of wanting to be that provider but they set themselves up for failure because they started off with buying such expensive things for women that after a while, those women automatically assume like you going to be paying for this, this, that, and a third. And they like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I say I was going to do I little, yeah, I pay for a hair appointment and a wig. Yeah. I might've flew you out. Yeah. I might've did this. So now when she like, I thought you was going to pay my rent. I thought you was going to fly my family out. I thought you were going to mm-hmm. pay for my child's daycare. You like, wait a minute. We're not even together for real. I'm confused. Like, I feel like it's interesting how we're getting deeper into this, how each gender plays a role into it. Mm-hmm. In terms of men and women, because, you know, a lot of times men are like, well, women are just materialistic. Women are gold diggers. Women are this. Women are that. And then women, men are tricks. Men are that. Like, even outside of social media, think about the music we listen to. I yes. was just yeah. going to say that. Real ass bitch give a fuck about it. Right. Like, they, they, this is, this has been indoctrinated in us, right? So yes. it's like that's what we're taught like as women at the music we listen to and I ain't gonna lie I listen to some of everything so I, I, I'm like whatever I'm not the susceptible individual so it's not my problem but some people who listen to you know these rappers these female rappers they really feel like they should go out and be like yeah they better just pay my bills and they better do this and do that and do that or they can get lost and then on the other hand men are really walking around thinking look all I gotta do is buy her this money and she'll she'll hurry up and have sex with me she'll yep. hurry up and you know shut up when I'm talking to her even if it's something she disagree with I just got to throw money at her so yeah. it, it just gets to the point where it's kind of like you said Kendall misogynistic and it's it's super um unhealthy it's like not even mm-hmm. a word I want to use but it's kind of teaching us how to treat each other just based off of the type of music we listen to yeah or yeah. even when it comes down to like cheating for lack of I was trying to think of a better term but when it comes down to cheating a lot of I will say men in this situation will be unfaithful but they're like I just got her x y and z thing so like what's she gonna say though like I just Mm -hmm. gave her this I just bought her an expensive bag but I'm still cheating on her but she's gonna be happy because I bought her this and be okay and it's like the material things can they can only you can only attain yeah they can Mm -hmm. only do so much because after a while that person is going to look up and be miserable and even then I have heard plenty of stories about some women who are like my man bought me this my man bought me that blah 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 blah." then a man end up in jail who paying for the shit now (laughs) he in jail what you finna do somebody gotta find a job (laughs) how you can't and I feel like that's the thing I like men to give me gifts I like men to give me attention when I do get married, I want to have somebody that I feel like mm-hmm. is a provider in the sense of we can come together and we can make something so much bigger than mm-hmm. what we had apart. But at the same time, I'm not just going to let this person lead me astray or just be like, oh, I'm going to take care of everything. You never have to worry about anything. Like, mm, that's a little fishy, boo. That is a little <laughs> fishy. Even Bernie yeah. Madoff, his wife was like, I don't know about him scamming people? No, your ass going to jail too. <laughs> this was. Little did she know. I, 
how you think he paying for all of this stuff? Something is mm-hmm. not adding up. You cannot play that role for too mm-hmm. long before it bites you on ass, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I say, and this is what my mom always taught me. You can't be anything to anybody unless you are everything to yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Like if you already had that grounding on your own, right? Mm-hmm. If you already are in an independent woman, you make all your money, you do everything for yourself, not necessarily to spite any man or just so you can get on social media and be like, well, this is why I don't need a man because that too would be unhealthy. I'm saying like, as long as you're doing something to fulfill yourself as a person, Mm -hmm. then you're not looking for anybody else to come specifically to pay your bills or Mm -hmm. specifically to bring you happiness because you don't have any happiness on your own as a person. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so important to identify who you are and be happy with yourself physically, financially, um, personally, in every way, be happy with yourself 100%. So that mm-hmm. way, when you go and you look for a partner or, you know, if you're in the in the dating pool, you're not looking for the wrong reasons. You're not looking for somebody to sponsor you. You're not looking for somebody to completely. I know we mean well when we say like, oh, this is my person. They complete me. Like we mean well when we say that. Right. You but need to be like- a whole person before <laughs> you meet this person. Exactly. Like for it to be healthy, you guys should both come as complete individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can complement each other. In different ways, but it shouldn't be a thing of like, I have to do so much for them to just exist and function. Like, I don't, I don't want nothing like that. It that's is unfair for the other person because it's like, okay, now you need <clears throat> me in order to be happy. Now you need me in order to just get up out of the bed in the morning. You should be able to just do that on your own, you know? So I think we need to, you know, focus on our reasons as far mm-hmm. as, okay, why am I dating this person? Do I really love them? Or do I just want them so I won't feel alone? Now, segueing into healthy dating, I know you made mention of how Black women and Black men are at each other's throats and that we can't focus on falling in love because we want to out-toxic each other. And I honestly blame Brent Fayez, his music, (laughs) Future, these niggas listening to these songs thinking they could just live their life like that and talk to women like that in real life. And it's like, no, boo-boo, it's not. Now, one thing I can say too, though, is in a way, I feel like people predominantly in the Black community, we do um, have some negative dating attributes and just some negative patterns. I still kind of feel like toxic is a blanket statement and it's a mm-hmm. bit overused. Um only because when I think about toxic, I think more about that villain victim mindset. So I feel like a lot of times people kind of play into that. But if we could let that go completely, mm-hmm. there's a lot that can be accomplished. I feel like black black men still love black women. Black women still love black men, despite what we see places and hear or things that we just feel like are completely crazy so I was just curious to know more insight on what you think about like us being too busy trying to like out toxic each other um well you know black folks we like to kiki about everything right so (laughs) it's like everything to us is funny and I get it like we want to make a joke and a good meme is hilarious I crack up okay but it gets to the point where like I said I use this I use this phrase a lot but the susceptible individual what I mean by that is 
people like us, we can laugh at it and still not internalize it and really take it to heart and make it ruin our relationships. But there are some people who really live their lives based off of these toxic memes they see, where it's like, um, like the one I mentioned earlier, like if I pay all your bills, you gotta, you gotta shut up, mm-hmm. you know? Or we would see some like um when the Xboxes tank when the Xboxes came out, Kings, if your woman ain't bought you an Xbox by now, then you need to drop her. You know, we would see this hilarious stuff. And it's just like at the end of the day, there are people who really subscribe to those, you know, feelings, to these memes, like, dang, they ain't bought me this yet, then it must not be real. Or, you know, if he ain't paying all my bills yet, it must not be real. Or she is, you know, challenging what I say. Mm -hmm. It must not be real. So it's like, yes, I get that we have our differences where sometimes we really just cannot see eye to eye. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, unfortunately, instead of us really trying to understand, which is part of the reason why I wrote the book, so you know, people can use it as a tool in their relationship. Instead of us trying to fix it, we try to hurt each other worse. Like, okay, since since she wants to do this, since the, since the city boys want to do this, then the city girls are going to, we, we were doing city boys versus city girls <laughs> for the lot, you know, like stupid stuff like that. So that's what I meant when I said we try to out toxic each other. It's like a game to us at this point. Yeah, I definitely see that. I feel like within the younger generation of Mm -hmm. trying to be like, you know, I'm more heartless. I don't have nobody. I don't need nobody sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. after a while, you quickly come to terms with the fact that you need people in your life. You need love. Mm -hmm. You need affection and so forth. And it's healthy to want and to crave those things. Mm -hmm despite and I mean too I feel like people again going back to the villain and victim mindset just because one person has hurt you in a certain way does not mean that that person speaks for the entire community like just because you might have dated a black woman and she cheated on you or you dated a black woman and y'all broke up because she was materialistic you cannot group all black women in that category as well as you can't group all black men into that category but then too one thing about black people we have to still accept to a certain degree things that we have brought upon ourselves. And I mean, it's hard and like to separate from those painful stereotypes about colorism, about misogyny and about sexual exploitation that we've endured. But at the same time, like people still have to be honest about this. Like again, people, black men getting on the internet, being colorists, talking about dark skinned women, talking about light skinned women, like, those are still things that you should not play about at right. all. That's mm-hmm. shit like that is not funny at mm-hmm. all. But mm-hmm. getting on the internet to do stuff like that is just like, how childish are you? Because I know you're not getting no love off this thing. Yes, you done found your community mm-hmm. of other insults, but in real life, <laughs> I promise you, you are not having this conversation with any men or women. Right. And it, and I think it boils down to what we want to perpetuate mm-hmm. and what we want to continue to reinforce within the uh, generations to come. So mm-hmm. I think right now, since millennials, you know, we claim we're like the most advanced, you know, generation out there and ain't nobody touching the millennials and all this. I'm like, well, I feel like it's on us to kind of break this terrible cycle of- We have no choice. And, you know, like it's on us, I feel like. It is, it truly is on us. Um, and again, too, I think some people are just trolling 
they want that attention once they say negative things about day dig and so forth um but all in all like I feel like two people have to get past their own trauma to have healthy dating patterns and just be, I guess, cognizant of what they bring in from outside elements, whether it be social media, Mm -hmm. whether it be their friends, whether it be their family or music or Mm -hmm. whatever else, like you have to know, hey, how can I remove this so that Mm -hmm. I am having a fulfilling relationship with somebody? Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of um, self-analyzing. Sometimes you have to just look in the mirror and figure out, okay, what is it that makes me tick? What is it that Mm -hmm. I'm doing that is hindering me from being Mm -hmm. happy and that is hindering me from, you know, meeting someone and accepting love from someone in Mm -hmm. a healthy manner. And that's why I opened, like in the beginning of the book, I kind of let people know, hey, right off the bat, whatever your inner like inhibitions are, whatever negative ideologies you have, whether any kind of inkling that you have that this isn't healthy or this is, you know, not ideal, let's just let that go right Mm -hmm. now. Let's have an open heart and an open mind to unlearn these things so that, like I was saying earlier, so we can just move forward with our lives. I feel like this is the one thing that we just cannot get over is the men versus the women. And it's like, we all want kind of the same things, right? Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be spoiled. Everybody wants to be shown off. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants affection and attention. It's just, I think we have such negative, such harmful ways of telling our partner what we want Mm -hmm. that it ends up being this all out battle of the sexes instead of us just talking and have a having a conversation so what's one piece of advice that you would just want anybody to know out there seeking a healthy relationship like what's one word of advice that you can give them communicate and not just communicate but have an open heart when you're communicating you know like don't expect your partner to read your mind don't expect that, okay, he a man. All I got to do is just look good and shut up when he's talking and he going to do all this for me. Don't don't just think that just because she's a woman, okay, all I got to do is throw money at her and she going to, you know, do things my way. You know, you have to learn your partner. Mm. Don't look from side to side what everybody else is doing. This is about you and your partner. Figure out mm. what you guys want and stop bringing all these other factors into it like social media and things Mm -hmm. like that that makes complete sense um the man I'm dating right now he's muted on most social media so we don't even have that problem (laughs) works out perfectly (laughs) I don't want to see none of his thoughts I talk to him enough girl I don't want to see none of his thoughts I get that I think a lot of people probably should do that yes because they want to know mute what you're saying (laughs) mute because if you say anything that is but I've done this with other people that I've dated I've mute them because if you do anything that can give me the inkling of secondhand embarrassment I'm done I want no you right I'm gonna wrap this up real quick but even recently y'all literally I love Twitter I'm for the streets I love Twitter but even then I was on Twitter recently this man got into an argument with some other men on Twitter, why did they go through his media and pull up his wife and start joning on her? Imagine if that was your man. Oh my 
my gosh. She nothing to do with you, but they just roasting you because of him. Like, no. Uh, how disappointing. Like, how disappointing. How disappointing. Man. Like, That's how why I'm never going to post. I literally always thought about that. I was like, I love cute couples pictures, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't ever want to post anybody I'm actually like with. Like, thinking about that, I was like, I don't want anybody to have. I don't even, I have a group chat with some of my friends and they get really mad at me because I'll talk about like guys that I'm talking to or whatever. And they'll be like, who? Or like want to see a picture of them. And mm-hmm. I used to in the past send them, but then they had a whole lot of opinions. And one, <laughs> I hated that because it would get on my nerves or I'd be like, okay, well, but I just, they get mad at me because I don't send them. I don't talk about them. Like I don't give them names. I don't send a picture or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's more or less like, I just don't want anybody else's opinions on like somebody I'm dating or like. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, I I think they're cute. Right. (laughs) I was like, if I think he's cute and I got to put up with him, like, why does it matter if you think he's cute or not? Exactly. Or, you know, girls, you know, we'll do that thing where it's like, oh, girl, show me a picture. You're like, hold on, this one ain't cute. Like, (laughs) you're trying to find one. (laughs) That's like the worst thing ever because then they're like, well, that's what's wrong with me. Oh, don't let nobody pressure you to do that. I I totally understand. Can do I am screaming. <laughs> but it's kind of nice that like it's part of me is a little nice though because it does boost your ego when people agree. Like I I just showed. Well, I told how did I doubt he'll listen? Um, I was telling Sid <laughs> earlier when we joined the call that I spun the block with this weekend. They didn't do anything, but we spun the block. I saw him. We hung out. And I definitely shouldn't have because like it never really ends well. Um, but when I showed my friends him, they were like, oh my God, he's so hot. Like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, good. Like <laughs> you like see this watch on the block, y'all. Now y'all. I, I was like, now you see why I keep going back. Oh, but girl, I've been there. Trust, trust me. I have been there. So no, no shade to you at all. Like, it feels good, but also at the same time, you're like, wait, don't tell me that because I know this is a bad idea, but if I mm-hmm. hear that you think he's fine, then I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I'm going back again. That's justifying <laughs> my foolishness. Right. <laughs> you're enabling me. I um, am screaming. But you guys, moving on to the final segment of the show, we have You Are Drove. So Disclaimer for my non-St. Louisans, um, drove is the terminology for mad, sad, confused, or just plain oblivious to how you thought a situation was going to work out for you. Um, and this week's segment is all about Wally World. So I'm sure you guys have seen it everywhere, but Walmart is getting slammed in the gutter over their Juneteenth product sales and most specifically this wonderful Juneteenth ice cream and I don't know if you guys have seen it but it looks a mess um basically what people are upset about is how large brands continue to profit from these things that should be commemorating blackness but instead, again, looking for ways to profit and not exactly doing what's needed in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion from a corporate standpoint. Like Walmart could have done a thousand different things, but instead 
they released a Juneteenth ice cream flavor. Um, it consisted of a swirl of red velvet and cheesecake flavor, which I'm not exactly upset by because I kind of like cheesecake. But yeah, basically the company posted and was like, the Juneteenth holiday marks a celebration of freedom and independence. However, we have received feedback that a few items cause concern for some of our customers, <laughs> and we sincerely apologize. We are reviewing our assortment and will remove items as appropriate. Now, they also released a pride ice cream. <laughs> I don't know who told Walmart that pride and Juneteenth were the perfect opportunities to release a new ice cream flavor. Um, but again, it just goes to show how out of touch these brands are, especially considering how much money Walmart makes. Like Walmart is literally worth billions and billions of dollars. Yet they decided to put all of their funding into this terrible product idea. And even then, when you think about it, like I know me, we all work in an agency setting. So we see brands do plenty of different things and we analyze a lot of things like this but when you think about it it's like why not you know pour back into the community like reach out to the people that are actually doing things for instance there are plenty of black-owned small businesses that would love to have their products featured at walmart why are you not partnering with them to do something more or why are you not paying for I don't know, like startups, like a whole startup fund or something to fund back into Black communities, even with pride. Why are you not putting money into those LGBTQ resources? Why did y'all release an ice cream flavor? I just wanted to make um, sense. I can't say much about it because Walmart is our client. Um, so I don't work on this brand directly, but they keep the lights on. Um, but... <laughs> I will say for this matter, my like coworkers that do work on Walmart, there is some stuff that they've done in terms mm -hmm. from an ad perspective that is really dope. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're still a large area that they can do better on. Fully agree with that one. Um, yeah. But that's more of like the practice that we're working on here at F like, mm -hmm. Damn, why'd I say our name? But that's like more of the practice that like we're working on. Like, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. That's um, the practice I don't know. <laughs> we're working on is like reaching out into the community more like they hired specifically on that account like a story supervisor shannon mm -hmm. who was on the podcast earlier mm -hmm. shannon is their story supervisor so she her job is to go out into the community and find people that mm -hmm. can carry this brand just a little further in terms of humanity mm -hmm. but then it's little shit like this that kind of like messes it up it but does. i also saw something on twitter too that the ice cream flavor that they made the Juneteenth flavor mm -hmm. is actually similar or the same. I want to say they're black owned. I could be wrong, but it's a brand at Target called like So Creamy or something. And so that caused more controversy. But my feelings on Juneteenth being like a national corporate holiday is that I don't think I ever should have made one out of the fact that I think people use this as a day off and they don't use it as a thought process. I think it but. should have been a national holiday, but in the sense that it should not be looked to and capitalized in the way that they're doing now. Like, oh, we want to 
talk about Juneteenth. We want to do this. We want to do that. And it's like, y'all haven't done shit in the past 50, 111 years. Y'all have not done anything. Why now? It was probably just a rush decision. Like you said, I mean, people want money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And they also want to make sure they look as though they care, even if they don't, because they don't want to, they don't want to make it seem like they don't. So they're like, okay, let's just do something real quick. Like, like as if we put a lot of thought into it and just give them an ice cream. Yeah. And it sounded like a great idea. It is. It's, it's all very performative. It's super <laughs> duper performative. And even then, what does this share or celebrate about African-American culture? What, you know what? what, what connection does this make to us? The Not thing that makes me irritated with it is that people use Juneteenth as like, they especially work related like we had a panel last year with global and they constantly rely on black people to tell the story of juneteenth and like knowledge and share that and it's not black people's job to do so to teach you that that's what google's for Mm -hmm. so it's like why why are we relying on them to constantly teach us about this holiday when you need to find it on your own Mm -hmm. you need to find it on your own you need to research it on your own you need to leave black people out of it unless y'all talking about reparations now if that's folks are tired black folks are overworked and tired (laughs) i gotta teach you shit that you should google is free google Google is free free. and again it just goes to show you how blackness is commercialized we are still not respected and celebrated in the ways that we should it is always Mm -hmm. just done like you said quick fast and in a hurry like here give them something to shut them up either that or completely disregard advertising (laughs) the two seasons i hate the most are black history month juneteenth and women's history month too because it's all the same type of shit Mm -hmm. yeah they want to have a town hall they want to talk about (laughs) this they want to talk about that like you know what let's not let's simmer down mm-hmm. let how about give all the black people a month off um and just don't crazy. ask us anything just don't <laughs> ask. but again it's so crazy because we just received that double-edged sword being both black women mm-hmm. it's just so much but, but you I guys love, i would love to, i love that i am one so hey wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> right oh yeah you kind of cut out a little bit Kendall was there anything else you wanted to say about advertising or Juneteenth um me too (laughs) either way you guys that is it for this week's episode it has been a pleasure having Chelsea with us um not only being able to share her story and talk more about her book provisions and submission but chelsea can you tell our listeners where they can find you where they can purchase your book and any other upcoming news that you have absolutely i am on instagram my handle is with love cnj and you guys want to purchase the book it is on amazon.com so yes 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 i'd appreciate all the support and thank you so much for having me you guys 
Yes, not a problem. And we'll make sure to include all of the links in the episode description for this week. But that's been it. It's been fun, y'all. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.